0: Welcome to another live wrestling with as part of the Joner's podcasting network and today I've got an amazing guest with me. He's he's a pro wrestler, a comedian, a promoter, a trainer, an entrepreneur, you might say, and now a filmmaker. Uh, I can't wait to get into all of that over the next 45 minutes or so. But first, I've got Dirty Ronald McDonald himself, Mikey Gordon. Mikey, how the hell are you, buddy? I think Awesome. Oh, there we go, live broadcasting, uh, but uh, we, we, we fly by the seat of our pants on this show, and uh, Mikey Gordon, how the devil are you? After that awesome introduction, we have uh, microphone issues, uh, but uh, how the how, how are you, my friend?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, I got a nice, fresh doobie rolled up. Good luck to San Diego. Ready to have a great day. I, I, I'm wrestling with Johnners.
0: You certainly are, you certainly are. And we've been looking forward to this episode for quite a while now. Uh, Don't forget to send us your comments uh, on this live stream. Send us your questions for Mikey Gordon, all about a pro wrestling movie, The Legend of Dirty Ron. Uh, But uh, you're on a bit of a mission with this film, uh, Mikey, The Legend of Dirty Ron. Uh, We've got the trailer to show everybody a little bit later on. Uh, But uh, the movie, a pro wrestling movie, The Legend of Dirty Ron, Tell us what it's all about. Uh, Tell us what the premise is. Uh, Tell us about this film, buddy.
1: Yeah, you know, so it is what it says it is. It's a pro wrestling movie. It's a movie made by pro wrestling fans for pro wrestling fans. My mom was an independent wrestler in the late 70s, wrestled under 100 matches. I started my professional wrestling career at 16 years old in, in April of the year 2000. I run an independent wrestling promotion called Fist Combat, and So my my entire life has been all pro wrestling. I've watched every WrestleMania live. Um, I'm 37 years old and I'm about to watch my 37th WrestleMania live. Uh, Hell yeah. yeah. My entire life. And, you know, I, I wanted to make a movie that showcased wrestlers outside of the ring. So that's why we've hired over 20 professional wrestlers, current and former, from Rob Van Dam to Katie Forbes, to Victoria Effie, Mecca Wolf, Matt Seidel, on down the line. We've got an incredible list of cameos, great comedians, and Tommy Chong does a cameo on the thing.
0: It sounds absolutely awesome. And like I say, we've got the trailer to show everybody a bit later on. I've seen it over a dozen times. I absolutely love the trailer. It gives you a fantastic flavour for what the film's all about. But uh, when did you first... When were you first kind of inspired that that light bulb moment that you wanted to be a filmmaker? Because, like you say, you're a pro wrestler from the age of 16. Uh, you've been in the business over 20 years, uh promoter for 14 years, and now you wanted to be a filmmaker. But what was that kind of initial moment that, that made you think, yeah, I want to start uh, being a filmmaker. I want to do a film uh, about my life, essentially. Well,
1: uh, so the, the film really isn't about my life. It's a stoner comedy. It's, yeah, um, yeah. It's not a documentary. It's a comedy. But no, no, no. So okay, um, well, you know, I've been like, like you said, like I said, I've been in pro wrestling for a hot minute, and I try to get inspired to do new things. I start, I started seeing a comedy seven years ago. Um, you know, all sorts of things. So uh, a few years back, you know, I'm doing this character, Dirty Ronald McDonald, who's just like yes. the fast food mascot on cocaine, basically. And so I was like, I was like, all right, well, this this character is connecting with people. I, I had been wrestling for. A decade and a half off and on at that point and nothing really connected and i i have this you know curly lock hair and i was like i, I kind of look like a shitty ronald mcdonald so i was like hey i'll come up with this character so the character connected with people and i was like hey man i'm 37 my body's starting to break down how do we keep this train rolling so i got inspired by the blue demon and el santo movies and i was like why aren't there current wrestlers making shitty indie films. So that's what we're doing.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely. And uh, I've seen some of your other interviews. You've mentioned uh, the kind of traditional Mexican movies, The Blue Demon and El Santos. I absolutely love them sort of movies. Uh, But your movie is compared to uh, Half-Baked and Rocky. It's kind of like a real uh, movie about uh, kind of an underdog, isn't it?
1: Yeah, you know, it's so it's basically it follows the same storyline as Rocky. You know, so yeah, Dirty Ron is the Playboy son of a fast food mogul who's supposed to be Ronald McDonald, and so I'm his son, and he can't like, I can't work anywhere. I, I'm I'm a piece of trash, you know. So he keeps giving me a job as a mascot, and my manager hates me, so my manager fires me, and then I Mick beat the shit out of him. Um, and while I'm Mick beating the crap out of this Mick manager. The, uh, a dumpster dwelling former pro wrestling champion played by Rob Van Dam sees me and he goes, hey, kid, I could teach you how to be a pro wrestler. And so then the, the, the movie is a journey about me becoming a pro wrestler, but also in that mix similar to Apollo Creed and Rocky. My Apollo Creed is played by Effie called Rainbow Star, and he's the world heavyweight champion of the massive world of pro wrestling that we've created. And uh, he's going to give a nobody a shot at the title.
0: Yeah, and and you mentioned Rob Van
1: Is a famous fast food son.
0: Yeah. And and you mentioned uh, Rob Van Damme there. You've been friends with RVD for a number of years, I understand. And uh, how how did you get RVD involved in the film? How did you sell the movie to him? Or how did you sell his character to him? How did he kind of uh, uh, fall in love with your concept?
1: Yeah, man. So that was that was the coolest part is because I've been a fan of RVD and Sabu. Those are my two favorite wrestlers. I remember yeah. exactly where I was on August 2nd, 1998 for Heat Wave 98 from Daytona, Ohio. I when I watched that, my life was changed. And so being a fan of those guys, you know, like the wrestling world is kind of small once you get inside of it. And, and you know, I knew it was just a, a you know a matter of time before I rubbed elbows with all of my heroes. So um, I had the opportunity to book Sabu a lot in the Midwest. Um, and then uh, in 2015, I saw Rob Van Dam was booked for a comedy show in Bakersfield. So at a California. So I drove five hours to the show, not booked. I wasn't I was doing comedy, but I wasn't booked. Um, so I, I drove to the show just to kind of try to meet the guy, you know. So I got down there early. The booker put me on the comedy show, so I got to tell jokes, which was awesome. Uh, but then I got to rub elbows with Rob and, you know, like, I was like, man, you know, being a longtime fan, you know, I'd love to work with you. You do comedy. I do comedy. What's up? So it all kind of started there. Um, And then fast forward to writing the script. And we didn't cast or I'm sorry, we didn't audition anybody. When I wrote the film, I wrote the film with people in mind. I wrote the film. I wrote the film. All right, I want this guy to play this guy. So i got married in july last july in las vegas uh rob van dam and katie live out there you know um i semi keep in contact with rob um i wouldn't say we're like best friends or anything but it is kind of cool that you know rvd is kind of my friend it's dope you know but uh yeah man um i i he came to my wedding reception and i'm in the middle of a three-day wonder, and here we are at the at our at our wedding at my wedding reception and fucking, uh i was like yo i got this film it's a stoner comedy, and uh, he read it. And, and And when I woke up the next day at five p.m., uh, he texted me and was like, "I'm in." So after that, it was just dominoes, 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 and they were all falling in our favor.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, and Victoria I understand that you, you
1: on, uh, yeah, in the film. <laughs>
0: Yeah, look you, so like you've got a whole host of pro wrestlers that are either starring in it or, or, or cameo parts. Um, but but let's talk a bit about the film as well, because you, you wrote the initial uh, screenplay, the initial script, and then you've got, uh, is it uh, Pablo Romero Estevez involved? Uh, a friend of yours, uh, he's done a lot of, um, filmed a lot of wrestling shows, I understand. And between the two of you, you developed this script, um, but, but then kind of, the, the movie kind of grew out of your control. And you realized that you didn't no longer had the budget to kind of fulfill the entire movie. So tell us about that, because I understand that it was a quick realization on day one or day two of of on set, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. So when we started this thing, okay, so you're an indie wrestling fan, right? You don't like just the, like the big time stuff, right?
0: Oh yeah. I love everything.
1: You like indie, independent wrestling?
0: Yeah. Hell yeah. So
1: it I in a wrestling world, where you set up a couple lights, you set up a couple cameras and you shoot, you know, and that shit can sell on fight TV for $14.99. You know, but when we went into this, we had a fight TV type budget. And then when we started rolling, we're like, why don't we make this ready for Netflix? You know, like, like, why are we like pigeonholing ourselves to only be ready to go for fight TV? Like, why don't we blow the roof off the film industry? Because here's the reality is a Seth Rogen comedy costs $1 to $2 million. In, in Hollywood, that's considered a micro-budget. A micro-budget, you know? Like my micro-penis. Uh, yeah. A micro-budget, <laughs> small budget. So it, when we're done with this film, we will have completed a full-length 80-minute feature film for under $100,000. So that is going to be a case study, not just for wrestling, but hopefully for the film industry as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think we've already explained that the film is is probably only half filmed at the moment. Is that right, Mikey? Yeah. Where are we at know, with the we film? Got,
1: so, you know, it was we, Pablo and I came into this with an indie wrestling mindset. Let's set up a couple cameras, get this angle, get that angle. Um, and then when we started adding more um, uh, very film heavy people to the crew, um, you know, our film crew, as an IMDb page, as long as a CVS receipt. I don't know if you get that joke, but uh, so they knew what they were doing, and bringing on actual film people to a wrestling project is what like, turned this into a, a real life movie. And my budget was only able to withstand, you know, that ten to twenty thousand dollar range, and we got up to we I, I sp- I've spent almost fifty thousand dollars up to this point and we only have half the film so we're trying to raise money and i'm I'm going on every podcast from connecticut to colorado all the way over there across the pond australia i don't care let's tell them all let's tell every wrestling fan that exists hey man there's a new thing coming to pro wrestling it's a movie and it's a pro wrestling movie.
0: Absolutely, and you need the, the wrestling community to kind of dig deep for any pennies, pounds, dollars they might have. You, I think, uh, the original uh, post saw was if you could get five thousand wrestling fans to all donate ten dollars each, then that can get you through the rest of the movie. Is, is that kind of the sort of budget we're looking at, another uh, to raise another forty or fifty thousand dollars? Indeed, indeed. You know, and and you know, I, I know that
1: here we are, like a week and a half in. And I think we're, we're still under $5,000, which isn't exactly what I would have liked to be at. Um, however, you know, um, I, it's caused me to start looking into alternative forms of, uh, of an income to, for funds to finish this thing. And, you know, I just want to let the public know that no matter whether we reach that goal or not, um, Indigo does give you all of that money, whether you reach your goal or not. And we're gonna go we're gonna finish this film one way or another. If Dirty Ron has to go out there and do some dirty, dirty, dirty things, I don't care. Sign my soul to the devil, the soul I used to have <laughs> as a redhead, and let's get this movie done. You know?
0: That's awesome. Absolutely. Well, let's give um, our viewers a little taste of what's to come. We've we've got the trailer all lined up. So uh, if it kind of modern technology uh, works us here, um, hopefully we'll uh, run the trailer you know, and see how it all goes. When we
1: found out that you were coming to work here, we thought you were going oh, to be this exactly, exemplary employee. So I mean, the legacy of your family, your dad being your dad, your grandfather being your grandfather. Well, I'm sorry I have to say this. Uh,
0: you're... What's the term? You're donezo. Hey man, sorry about what happened. I heard.
1: Oh, what that, McManager,
0: motherfucker? Yeah, I heard that skinny dude whooped the shit out of you.
1: I heard you got your firebush fucking
0: stomped. Damn, you got your ass beat by the nigga with the skinny mustache? We go. Bro, you supposed to be Roy, do you see me drip the fuck down right now? You supposed to look like me, we supposed to be a dynasty
1: together I, I don't think he could look like you, I mean not totally just, You want know I me mean? I can turn, I can, I can like, put some bruises on level. that motherfucking head if you want me to I There's a certain things that- Hey, take it easy on Jack, alright? He lost his house in a meth fire The name's H.G. Gary But you know me as yeah. Moo Moo Mahler. This is a chance of a lifetime. Now, I'm offering to train you to wrestle. This is your opportunity. Wait, wait. Is that Is that little one? More like dirty run. I finally found something I could be good at. <laughs> what you talking about, man? Ain't no wrestler. We dig to the bottom of the barrel. We find the worst of the worst. And I prove that even if you give me schluck I'm able to make it magic. You're trying to give the kid a title shot and he just started training? He's not ready for it. I'm Rainbow Star. I'm the champ. He gets to come up in here with no priors to get to stand in the grace and presence of Rainbow motherfucking Star, bitch. <laughs> These people really like wrestling around here. There's that motherfucker right there. Get a turn. This summer, oh, it's a shit show. you will believe a weed-smoking, fast-food clown can
0: wrestle.
1: We will the legend of Dirty Rod.
0: guys are wasting your life away with that marijuana. There we go. That's the trailer. Um, pretty awesome. I love that trailer so much. And that gives oh. our viewers a flavor of uh, what they're gonna see uh, when the film eventually is uh, set for relief. Now I need to ask you, Mikey, uh, you've kind of got a a plan to release the film this summer. Is that correct? And take it on a bit of a a tour um, around certain states. Uh, There's gonna be live Q and A's and special screenings for the fans. So what's the plan kind of from here onwards?
1: So, you know, um, inside the film industry, there is a lot of issues with piracy. A lot of issues with stealing streams, um, and there's a lot of issues with, um, you know, I, I want to give I want to give the people a show and and show it to the people that supported this thing to make it happen. You know, is that we are looking for donations to finish this thing. However, here's what I do know. The wrestling community is one of the most supportive communities i've ever been in my entire life um and we're very inclusive with each other um you know like pro wrestling i like you that's how it was growing up in school um i don't know if i was a cool kid i don't know if i was a dork a jack i don't know what you would call me i did some sports but i like pro wrestling and you know i don't care what you look like or who you hung out with or you know what your color your skin was wrestling's for everybody and When we make this film, it's not just going to be shown in a theater. It's not going to be streamed. We're going to be taking the show to the people and that not just the show. We're bringing a show. So we'll be linking up with independent wrestling promoters all across the United States at first. And then uh, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking it town to town in most major cities across the United States. To show it in a theater that sits maybe two, three hundred people, but I'm bringing some of the comedians from the movie i'm bringing some of the wrestlers from the movie and we're going on tour we'll be doing live q a's uh we'll be me- doing meets uh, when you come to see the movie at the screening you're going to also see some of the props from on set you're going to see epi's wig you're going to see epi's robe you're going to see the championship belt you're going to see you know the uniform we wore at the at the w- Wack arnold's um restu- the you know the Wack arnold's restaurant yeah. that i that i worked at you know it's it's going to be a very Full experience. It's not, and the sh- and the movie itself, there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of uh, while the movie's going on, they're gonna be very interactive with the audience that's there. Very one, two, uh, two sort of things. You know, it's very, very wrestling centric, very wrestling minded. When the hardcore wrestling fans go see this thing live, they're gonna walk out with an experience they will never forget.
0: It certainly strikes me as being different to any wrestling movie I've ever seen, anyway. Uh, but uh, off the back of watching that trailer now, uh, Mikey, um, I understand that there's a, a, an, an Indiegogo page, uh, but more importantly, a website which has got all the information the trailer, the link to the Indiegogo, uh, and it's scrolling along the bottom of our screen there. And it's a simply uh, a website of um, a pro wrestling movie.com. Is that right? That is. It is. So, you know, and that,
1: that was that was a conscious choice, too, of film. Uh, Pablo and I kind of disagreed on this, and I said the focus should be a pro-wrestling movie with the, in parentheses, A Legend of Dirty Ron. No, man, we need to put The Legend of Dirty Ron, we need to make this about Dirty Ron, and I was like, oh, no, yeah. no, no, like, it's about pro-wrestling, you know, and pro-wrestling is a term in terms of, as, as a pro-wrestling fan for my entire 37 years on this earth, uh, you know, when I hear somebody say pro-wrestling, that, that hits my heartstrings. I, I I appreciate it. Whereas I think 30 years ago, when somebody was like, oh, you like that pro wrestling, it was a derogatory. But you know what? Just like back, I'm taking back the term for us. Pro wrestling is cool, man. And that's what we are. We're a pro wrestling moving.
0: Hell yeah, hell yeah. And and tell us about uh, your wrestling fandom then. We'll kind of park the movie to one side for a few minutes. But uh, when did you first become a pro wrestling fan? Then you, you, You've already told me that your, your mother uh, was a pro wrestler. Uh, wrestling is in your blood. But when did it first kind of, uh, you know, take this big important part of your life as a fan then, Mikey?
1: Um, I, you know, so in the state of Missouri, Uh, You had to be 18 years old to get a license so you know back in the year 2000 they still had a state athletic commission They still have a state athletic commission In missouri and a couple other aspects uh, but most of the country realizes it's theater and it shouldn't be taxed like a sport but uh, uh, you know states like missouri still have an athletic commission that That cover wrestling anyway, so they told me I had 18 to get a license, but there was this ass backward uh mofo by the name of big bad band wrestling i actually got love a bunch of us dipshit backyard wrestlers get into his ring i uh, i started with matt side delirious was in my class mischief daisy hayes uh coming back dingo uh ryan ash you know just to name a few of the major stars that came out of that that class but there 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 were so many of us and there were like 12 of us 21 years later. So I think that has a lot to say for the, our class of wrestlers. Um, uh, but you know, that that's where it turned, like, because that, that school would allow me to wrestle at 16 and then the state made it an exemption. Matt Seidel was the first person under 18 to get his Missouri state license. And I was the second. Um, and we both got him were about 17. So, you know, it, they tried to beat the shit out of me so bad that I'd never return because I was a shit talking punk ass kid.
0: That was awesome. And, and what was your kind of character name back then when you not were wrestling as a 17 year old? Did you have uh, much of a gimmick uh, when you first started? Uh, it was
1: the uh, every backyard wrestling gimmick ever or um, every shitty deathmatch wrestler now. Um, <laughs> not, no, no disrespect. <laughs> but, you know, it's was, it was like, I uh, like. The, uh, the the wrestling trainers were like caught making fun of me for being Jewish. They're oh you're, you're 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 the Jewish gangster. And I was like, Oh, that's funny. So they that's what they called me for like a minute. Um, I wrestled as a cow. I wrestled as a splash brother against Braun Strowman on Raw. That was great. Um,
0: we're going. We're going to talk about that yeah, in detail man. very I, uh, soon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you you started your uh, yeah, promotion yeah. as well, um, uh, fourteen years ago, fourteen yes, maybe fifteen old, years ago. Story, so, man. so, so, tell us about your your journey as a, as a promoter then, exactly. uh, because you started promoting uh, in two thousand and seven. I understand and uh you you've kind of been uh trudging away as a wrestling promoter ever since for the same company uh tell us who that is and uh, tell us uh, how your journey as a promoter started then Mikey. so uh,
1: as a promoter i kind of it was a happenstance that i, I uh, uh, back asked backwards into a wrestling promoter uh somebody i had known for for many years um, i was 23 years old at the time and he needed a little bit of help financially Actually, and I so jumped on and um, we, we ran a few shows together we ran like six shows together and he ran out of money and I was like well this is fun so I want to do it um, in 2006 my road dogs delirious uh, Matt Seidel Daisy Hayes they dipped out you know they um, uh, delirious moved out to Philly uh, Matt moved to Kentucky for OVW and I kind of quit so I'm wrestling to be able to start promoting again uh found me well at, at a great time and it, it was fun you know so um it wasn't making a whole lot of money i periodically came back and forth into wrestling while concert promoting while starting stand-up comedy a lot of different ventures in the middle but when i moved to northern california uh fist combat in its newest rendition in april of 2015 we've been running uh every year since the, even last year, we ran 15 shows, I think, or four, at least 10 or 12. Uh, in 2019, we ran 33 live shows. So right now, we put out a new episode of Get Fist TV every Wednesday. It's called, it's called Fist Combat, F-I-S-T, Finest Independent Stars Today Combat, um, because I didn't yeah. want to put wrestling
0: in the name. That's awesome. I did wonder where the with the name Fist uh what it was a, a, a attributed to but uh you've just explained it there and it also doubles as a as a, a training camp as well a training school uh you're the trainer there at uh, fist combat tell us about being a trainer as well mikey because this is another string to your bow isn't it
1: you know um, i was i i didn't really have a whole lot of as a trainer, so i never tried to take on the role um it, th- there was no need for for me to personally um although that you know i and a lot of the character stuff, um, I, I'm I'm exce- I, I think I'm exceptional at. But as far as like the, the technical aspects of wrestling and just how it's transitioned from when I started to where it is now, um, that I didn't really feel confident to take students under my wing. Um, but I've been working with a kid down here, his name is Ryan, as a matter of fact. And he's an internet Britain. Um, so you know, like, he he's he's very well traveled and works a lot in. Mexico and I, I teamed with him as I thought I could add a lot to character development to you know um, to you know building people like that to you know fundamentals, how to work a crowd and run kid could give the heck of a laugh so we just graduated our first class of students after six you know uh, our six-month program and they're they're all wrestling that's awesome. matches now. that's um, absolutely uh, awesome most of them are wrestling under like a mask under like a Yeah. Under a different character. But, you know, like we uh, we're training these guys and we're having fun with it. We're not we're not necessarily trying to make the next WWE ever, but we are making guys that are going out there and having fun with it.
0: Yeah, indeed. Indeed. And um, one thing I want to kind of mention is you've been doing the rounds on the podcast circuit uh, you, you said to me off air that you've done uh, a, a lot of these. Uh, this is your first and only UK one so far, but you've done a lot of these podcasts, but uh, one person that you've caught the attention of is a certain Mr. Vince Russo. And uh, now uh, Vince uh, put out a tweet the other day, and uh, I'm going to bring it up on screen. And he said that uh, uh, Gordon's character development is following the same path that he did with Stone Cold Steve Austin in the nineties. Um, if you uh, have wanted to get involved in a pro wrestling project, this is your chance so uh that that uh, that comment on vince russo's twitter must have blown you away when you saw that hell of a support
1: i um uh, i was blo- i was blown away um immediately I, i'm a person i don't know how to take compliments john i'm i'm really bad at taking compliments in fact i'm such an asshole to most of my friends that i come back into compliments you know so when, when anytime that i see somebody give me a compliment <laughs> they're either it's fake or they're somehow trying to like like Vietnam yeah, so so I saw that comment from Vince Russo. I was like, "No fucking way!" Vince Russo's commenting on this shit. But then I I did a tiny bit of research, and that's definitely from his his, <laughs> his, his, uh, his account. See that? It seems like, legit. Yeah. Like what? Amazing. Ama- like there's there's no other word I have.
0: That's an incredible compliment. And uh, comparing you to the character development of Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, from when he was helping with uh, uh, storylines back in the WWF back in the day, uh, that, that's pretty incredible, pretty incredible. But uh, another incredible moment does involve you uh, in the WWE. I think it was maybe four or five years ago. And you actually featured on a, an episode of Monday Night Raw in a handicap match that you briefly mentioned it earlier, Mikey, but it was uh, against Braun Strowman when he was kind of bursting onto the scene doing all these wild matches kicking ass killing his opponents uh first of all i want to ask you how did you get the opportunity um uh, to to uh be a talent on the tv on monday night raw how, how did they approach you first of all
1: so um at that time um wwe had just started using local talent again on the big shows to put over some of their guys braun strowman I a couple of those type of people were wrestling yeah. your local jobbers. So um, my friend, Raven from L.A., um, uh, hooked it up with John Cone, referee John Cone's email address. And at, at the time, I mean, I'm still in pretty good shape now, but at the time I was at my beefiest. I was in great shape. I just sent them a couple pictures, said, hey, area. Um, You know, I live out there. I was living in NorCal at the time. And they were like, yeah, come on down, you know, uh, paid extra gigs. So I thought, you know, know like maybe they might use me as security maybe they might use me as like a medic or something like that so they tell you they're like hey get in your gear hang around the ring so I get in my gear I'm hanging around the ring Um, it was weird because Anderson comes up to us and he's like all right you two you go work with uh, primo and epico all right and you two work with Braun." so and I was like this is their time uh, to check us out see what we can do because we were told hey before the show you might get a chance to get in the ring and you know show them what you can do this weird though because i'm five foot nine on a good day and so is my partner um and we're in there i can't say in a handicap i'm over these I'm like this is stupid man i'm not doing anything like i we're just getting beat like like i i want to show them what i can do and i had no idea this was on raw at the time i'm just thinking we're having a practice match so we're going over this fucking spots, move by move by move by move, and then we're done with it. And they're like, "All right, cool. Let's come back in about an hour, hour and go over this again." And they're like, "Here," and i ripped. And I looked down at this thing. It's like segment eight, Monday Night Raw. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, we're on, we're on Raw we're wrestling on Raw. Oh shit, right?" And then, I, and then I'm looking at the script, and I'm like, "Oh my god, one of us is doing a fucking promo live on Raw. <laughs> like, I'm gonna." Keep- this. I, I will fight this guy to the death. I don't care what I gotta do. I gotta be that guy talking. I don't know what I gotta do. What am I gonna do? Am I gonna fight this guy? How are we gonna do this? Are we gonna wrestle over this? Like, what's going on? Oh my god. And then he goes, right away. He goes, Oh, you can have it. So I was like, hey, I that. <laughs> and um, so we did the match. Braun was Braun was big and had less than hundred matches. I think of that. Like a big, bad motherfucker. And um, dude, I tried to make okay, Johnners, check this out. I tried, because like I'm a goofy guy, if you can. I tried to make goofy faces when he hit me. So he hit me a bit, <laughs> you know, whatever, like some cartoon shit. So, but this guy, Braun Strowman, hit so hard, so hard, like I crumbled. I crumbled down to the mat, like, uh, I, oh my God, like, I, I, like, oh shit, like this shit, dude. Uh, but at the very end of the match, um they like so reverse choke slams me so i'm technically on top of my opponent my 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 partner so i hook his leg Ah, hook the leg so one two three braun Strowman actually helped me win on monday night raw so i'm (laughs) to know on monday night raw technically
0: (laughs) that's awesome that's awesome and uh, can you remember your promo to this day do you know do you know roughly what you said and 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 did it kind of come to you in an inspiration how would you know what to say or was you fed lines uh was you you told what to say in your promo
1: we were given a a word for word script and i read that word for word script word for (laughs) word except except i i my actual mom like you know here i you know we're, we're the splash brothers here we're from oak town (laughs) <laughs> Mama Shay always told us that we grew up to make an impact, something like that. The get ready, because the Splash Brothers are coming for you. And they told us that, right, John? Do not, do not look right into the camera. Vince hates that. Vince hates when you look right into the camera. So, 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 John, John, what did I, do? what did I do? I looked right into it. <laughs> right, I did. I did. I looked right into it. I didn't care. So, after the match, I go past Gorilla. You know, you know. Thank you. You know, thank you guys. It was awesome. You know, I'd head down. I go. I go. Like, grab a bottle of water. I come back to Gorilla where all the other extras are standing, and I'm going. out hall right down the hallway in between fifty people. There he is, Vince McMahon, looking like he's thirteen feet tall. Okay, so this. <laughs> this, so this 20 foot tall man is looking hallway, and where John is. He walks like that everywhere. You know it. What was he doing? What was he doing across that hall? What was just like I did? He was looking right into my eyes. He was looking right into my eyes all the way across the hallway. So I'm like, Oh shit. Like he's walking this way. I'm going to just stop. Maybe he'll say something to me, you know, and uh walk in and i'm thinking oh shit, where's he at you know i just gotta look like i'm cool just standing here right and then i look up again and there he is halfway to me and he's still staring right into my eyes so i'm thinking i'm like oh my god i did something wrong he's coming to yell at me this man where can i go i can't go nowhere i can't go backwards i can't go forward there's no door right here what am i going to do and then i look up and there he is and him and he's looking at me and i'm looking at him he's looking at me and i'm looking at him and you know what he says to me he goes. You did a great job tonight, son. (laughs) Great job. And I tell you what? I almost shit my pants. I almost shit my pants.
0: That's awesome. Greatest night of my life. Oh, indeed, indeed. And Did you uh, have any uh, further interaction with uh, Braun after the match? Did he come up and uh, apologize for being so stiff? Oh, no. Uh, He didn't know. Uh, No? I'm not saying he was stiff.
1: I'm not saying he was stiff. He wasn't stiff. He was just... He's just four hundred pounds, you know.
0: He's like, a big guy, like, yeah. He's a you, big dude. Know,
1: unless you've been, unless you've been in a ring, dude. He's he's fucking huge. If you haven't been in a ring with a guy that big, he four hundred pounds with another hundred eighty pound dude on his back running at me, you know, dude. Everything's
0: going to hurt. Everything's going to hurt. Indeed. Yeah. So um, we're, we're on the verge of, of wrapping up uh, this uh, live podcast experience with uh, Mikey Gordon. But so, Mikey, uh, what, what's the plans for the for the coming weeks and coming months? Uh, did you have like a, a film schedule in place? Are you doing any more filming soon? Uh, give us a bit of a rundown as far as uh, what you've got planned with the movie or, or with the, the, the you know fist combat over the next few weeks. And give us a, a bit of a rundown as far as what you're going to be busy with.
1: So, uh, Get Fisted comes out every Wednesday, brand commercials out there. This week's funny commercial was Donald Trump's Professional Wrestling School. So, go ahead and check out Get Fisted, episode number 607. Uh, Fist Combat has live shows every two weeks. Well, The campaign for the Indigo finishes in mid-April, a week after WrestleMania. So, uh, whatever funds we have at that point, we're going to take that. I'm going to assess it. And then we're going to finish the film, regardless. So um we're going to go out you know we're looking for help for sure. You know, I, we have but it's not like we're looking just for free money. We are looking we're, we're giving away cool perks. We're giving away like um some of the the apron from or you know from the canvas from the ring from the movie. You know, um giving out tickets to uh the screenings when you get, when we're out there showing it live. You know, is that we have a lot of really cool things with that. So <clears throat> as soon as the funding is done, we're hoping to shoot this thing in May. We've got about six seven days left on set uh when we finish shooting in may uh we you know we'll be editing in the month of june and then uh, hopefully july we'll be getting it out there um we don't like i said we do not plan on streaming our plan is to go out there sing the thing show it around the country make a couple bucks make our money back from the first one and make enough money to make the second one second third fourth fifth 20th twentieth, hundredth, all that We're trying to make for wrestling fans, by wrestling fans. We're trying to make ourselves like the national lampoons of professional wrestling comedies. Comedies, maybe some dramas, maybe some histories, maybe some horror movies, who knows. But first, we're starting with comedy. So, you know, like, uh, Rob Van Dam's on board. Katie Forbes on board. Uh, We got a great cast and crew. And and we're we're adding to it more and more. There's a lot more surprises and cameos that will be popping in on the second filming. And when we're done, we're gonna have something we're really proud of. We're gonna have something Netflix ready, and we're gonna have something that's going to a nation of independent wrestling for a long time to come. Hopefully it's a new revolution. Hopefully it's a new outlet for wrestlers to show how incredible and how incredibly talented they are outside the circle.
0: Yeah. Well, well, I, for one, certainly can't wait to uh, see the movie, to see uh, how it all comes about, uh, see what the end product is. I know there's thousands and thousands of people out there that can't wait to see the film as well. Um, and uh, quite a lot of Wrestling with John's viewers and listeners watching this now are looking forward to seeing that film somehow. Hopefully in the UK we'll be able to uh, get a chance to see it, Mikey. I'm not sure how, but uh, maybe one day. Uh, and, and like I say, sequels to come, a lot of uh, cool things with you and Rob Van Dam in the future. Um, but uh, you're a busy guy you're a busy busy guy i know you've got a comedy show tonight uh but uh, all that cool stuff just remind us one more time mikey uh where we need to go to be able to donate to help you finish this film i know you've got your indigo go with your website tell us all about it and tell us how we can support you
1: absolutely john As you know um i really appreciate you i appreciate uh the couple of dozens of podcasts that i've been uh I had the pleasure of being a guest on i know that you guys have created your own audiences within the pro wrestling bubble within the pro wrestling and you know I'm just hope a little spot on that map so you know that I've given my entire life to pro wrestling because I love this and I know that everybody I I get the privilege of being up to about this film is loves wrestling also so whether there's 5 or 500,000 people listening to any podcast and, interview I do anytime I talk about the film or anytime I I put on a performance involving professional wrestling know it comes from my heart and know that I love this business and this trade uh, more than anything and no matter what happens no matter how many people donate to this thing I know I know there's 5,000 wrestling fans out there with $10 that can help get this thing done but you know what I know there's tens of thousands of more wrestling fans all across the globe hundreds of thousands of wrestling fans that are gonna see this film when it's done. And you know yeah. what, they're gonna like it. Not because I said so, because I'm proud of what we've done. Proud of what we've done. I know, I know everybody that has seen the trailer that has said something to me is impressed with, with the product that we have so far. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that tells me one thing, Johnners. That tells me that you took an hour of your time right now with me, and I already know you took hours of research to do before this podcast that do you know how much that means to me that the, the people involved that have just even watched the trailer that have, have taken the time to say something to me even if they haven't like we are making an impact we're making waves and we're not going to stop we we know that inside the wrestling universe we're just trying to get our small piece on the map and we're trying to make that piece as cool as we can as far as we can by pro wrestling fans for pro wrestling fans and you know I, I couldn't put it any further than that. It's easy to find me at Dirty Ron McDonald. It's easy to find all of our stuff online. Apro.com at APRO wrestling movie on all social media. Hashtag Dirty Ron movie. You know, we're making the rounds. Wrestling Observer, MMA. you know, here with Jenners across the pond. If you've got a podcast, I'd love to come on there and talk with you. I'd love to talk some shit. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, thank you fans and take, thank you to the wrestling industry for supporting us this far, but it ain't over yet. Hope Coke kicking out of two brother. I'm shaking that finger because we're about to hold up and get everybody pumped up from all the way from Miami to Seattle, to San Diego to St. Louis. It doesn't matter. We're coming tried and we're coming truest. We're coming with you and we're coming to you, baby. Johners. Thank you so much for having on this podcast. You're the man. Keep supporting wrestling; it's fucking awesome.
0: Thank you, Dirty Ron, and thank you, Mikey. Better luck with your movie going uh, venture. I can't wait to see the film. I know that all of my viewers can't wait to see the film, and we'll catch up with you all again soon.